your name? What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we're going to be talking about business buzzwords. And business buzzwords are special or specific words, vocabulary words, that are used in certain industries, um, in certain companies. And these are words that typically you don't learn in a general English class. It's something that you really have to discuss with someone who knows these words or you discover them in the workplace in many cases. So this is a topic I discuss a lot with my students, especially those who are in the business world. So hopefully these will offer some alternatives to some other words that are really used too commonly. So again, listeners, as always, if you get lost, go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.cl. So Paige, Sometimes we talk about how easy it is to use the same words over and over. We've had previous episodes about this. And so today we're going to be talking a little bit about some alternatives that you can either use or that you at least will hear if you're working with people in business. So like I said, these are not really that common to know if you're just taking a regular, a regular English class. And so I think this will be beneficial for, for our learners today. Of course. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like when you're in the office, there's just like a certain jargon list of words that you use, especially when you're making presentations and you're talking about growth in the business. So good to have in your back pocket for sure. So yeah, so I guess I'll just start off, you know, the first one, pretty common, and it's definitely used a lot because, you know, as a business, you're always trying to grow. And in order to do that, you have like these goals that you're trying to reach. And so this word is milestone. And you hear it a lot where, say for quarter four, we reached 50,000 sales, you know, $50,000 in sales. That was a huge milestone. And so that means like it was a really important moment in the business where you reached a certain goal or exceeded a goal. And so thus it becomes a milestone. You know, companies usually have many different milestones, you know, important moments that they like to talk to where you know, in quarter one, we had we reached this milestone, quarter two, this. So it's basically just a fancier word for a certain goal that, you know, you want to highlight. Yeah, that's a really great description. And I, I think one more thing to point out to listeners is, is that milestone, we typically use this word only after we've achieved the goal. So if you're speaking in a future tense, or if you're speaking before that, you're probably going to refer to it as a goal. You're not going to refer to it as a milestone until you've achieved that. So just a, just a little tip there to help out our listeners on that one. Definitely. No, that's a good point to add. What about you, Ian? What's a, one that you hear a lot in the office? Yes. Yeah, so one that I used to hear a lot in the office due to, the, to when I worked in business back in the U.S. was the word streamline. And streamline basically is we're saying to improve efficiency within a company in different ways. That could be through like combining functions or reducing waste. It's typically a business decision. It's typically an, an accounting decision, really. 
And so unfortunately, what we usually have associated with streamline is it means people are usually fired or they're laid off. And so, like I mentioned, when I worked in telecom in the U.S., we heard this word used a lot, unfortunately, because within the industry and within my company, actually, there were a lot of layoffs. So we would always hear these words be thrown around like streamline and reductions and they're kind of alluding to people are going to be laid off. So we can look at it in ways of we're trying to be more efficient, more cost effective, but a lot of times it means means something negative for, for the employee. But another example we could see is we decided to streamline the process by having the cashier at the coffee shop also pour the coffee instead of having two separate employees for each function. So that would be another situation in which a business just wants to, they want to minimize that, that cost and combine those functions. So this is unfortunately one that we hear a lot <laughs> in business. Fair. It's like, You hear it and you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do I still have a job tomorrow? Hey, Ian, did you know besides the podcast, Dynamic English offers one-on-one classes with native teachers from all over the world? Really? But isn't it just a bunch of grammar lessons? Nope, it's completely discussion-based and focuses on topics the student is interested in. That's amazing. But what if I'm not living in Chile? No problem. Dynamic does online classes. You can be living anywhere. Great. But I'm a little intimidated to take the class alone. Can I join with a friend? Of course. Dynamic offers group classes of up to four. Plus, for the next month, Coffee of Gringo's listeners get 10% off individual or group classes. So go online to www.dynamicenglish.cl and mention that you are a listener and get your discount. Well, I'm sold. Sign me up. Another one that, you know, I hear a lot, and I think this doesn't always need to apply to to business, but I think it's used a lot in business because you're, you know, meeting in teams and brainstorming to think outside the box. And basically that just means that you're thinking of something that isn't the norm. It's, you know, maybe a little innovative, maybe a little creative, and it's just a way that, you know, say each quarter your sales aren't increasing, you can't do the same thing that you're doing. You need to quote, think outside the box and find a solution that's gonna give us growth because we haven't been doing it. We need to mix it up. We need to do something different. Another way is to think outside the box. If you're competing against, you know, a competitor in the field, you need something that's gonna put you at an advantage to them, and that's a good way that you would think outside the box. How can we change our business model from theirs so that we're getting their customers? So it's a, it's a very common phrase when you're brainstorming and trying to think of innovative solutions. Exactly, a lot of these on this list, I mean, all of these are, are pretty common, uh, but I'd say outside of the box could, could be possibly the most common one. So like you said, we hear it a lot used in business, but I think just in general, it's a very common way to say, just be creative, be innovative yeah, in your thinking. Exactly. Great. Another one that's a little bit more um, specific and I think less commonly used is move the needle. This is another one that we hear a lot of times when we're talking about, I think, financials. So if we're talking about specific financials or we're looking at like a financial chart or a graph, something like that, we're, we're really looking to generate positive reactions in some way. So that could be increasing revenue, increasing sales, 
basically driving positive results for the company in some kind of a metric. So I typically tell people if you look at a, for example, a index or a stock market chart, you see the little dot, the little ball that moves up and down the chart. In English, we call this the needle. And so for this reason, we have the saying, move the needle. We want to move that indicator that's on that graph. We want to move it upwards. So again, gener generating a positive reaction, moving that needle in a positive way, whether that's wh whatever business metric that might be. Another one is very um, American because it's like based in, in uh, baseball, which is, you know, if not the most you know popular sport in the U.S., definitely up there. And so these next two are very confusing if you don't know what baseball is or, or, or anything about it, but have been used a lot in business. And so this one is called Ballpark. And it's not necessarily geared only at business. You can use it in everyday life, but I think it's used in business a lot because it's, you know, revolves around estimates and numbers, you know, which you use a lot in business. And so if you say, hey, I want to buy your product, what's a ballpark price? For me to pay for that product and so all that means is estimate what is the not an exact number what but what's around what's a number you can give me that's around the exact number and the reason it's called ballpark is because in baseball you play in a ballpark which is a big stadium and so it's not an exact number right there's a big area to cover and so that's why you say ballpark because it's like it's not 10, you know, maybe it's 15, maybe it's five. So it's around the vicinity of that number, but it's not the exact number. So it's called a ballpark, which is like an estimate. Um, the other one is moving up to the majors, which isn't as popular. Ballpark is very, very popular. Uh, moving up to the majors is again referring to baseball. And so in baseball, there's the minor leagues and the major leagues. Usually the minor leagues you play in until you can move up to the majors. So it's a promotion. And so in business, if you are working as, say, a sales rep and you're moving up to the majors, it means that you became a sales rep and maybe you're a senior sales rep. You're promoted. So you're going from a, a lower position like the minors to a higher position like the majors. So again, very baseball locker room talk, but it is used definitely in business. Yeah, very, very cultural, these two ones that we see on this list, alluding to America's traditional baseball sport, right? So we see that ballpark, we see call up to the majors. And I, I tell a lot of students, these are two on the list that you probably aren't going to hear used if you're speaking with English speakers that aren't from North America or in the US, right? So if you're talking to European English speakers or Australian English speakers anywhere else, they probably aren't going to use these terms. So if you hear, if you hear someone use these terms, there's probably a good chance they're from the U.S. or you're working within that U.S. market. Another good one that we see here that's a good visual representation, in my mind at least, is peel the onion. And peel the onion is like it sounds. You're examining a problem one layer or one step at a time. So this is usually used for pretty complex problems or projects in which you need to look at it one piece at a time. You can't tackle it all at once. So you are examining each step to get to the final result. So an example could be, we are, we're losing customers at an alarming rate. We really need to peel the onion with what's happening so we can figure out the cause. 
and improve our numbers, right? So we need to examine something that's going on. But again, it's complex. It's not a one and done solution. Yeah, like in an onion, there's many layers. So it's not one thing. There's many reasons why. So you have to kind of look behind all those layers. Yeah, no, like you said, it's it's very, very visual. And it's, and it's not only just business, right? I think that phrase is used a lot where maybe, you know, you're in therapy with your boyfriend and you're figuring out why you're always fighting and you need to peel back the onion to find all those layers of, oh, it because of this and then this and then this. So there's not just that one problem. So I think it's used beyond business, but definitely in business because you're it's very solution oriented. Another another good one that again isn't always used in business, but is used in business a lot is circle back. And this is something where, you know, say you're giving a business presentation and you know someone asks a really good question, but you kind of need to move on to the next. You say, you know, that was a great question. We're gonna circle back to that at the end. We don't have time right now. And so basically all it means is you will get to that. It's just gonna you're gonna do it at a later time. So you're circling back, right? So it's very common, you know, at a presentation, if you're speaking, you know, giving a business proposal that you would kind of say that to move the conversation along, but address that you are gonna address it at a later moment. Exactly. That's a great description. It's like saying, We understand this is important, but we have something else to discuss now. We're gonna return to it. Which it's, it's a way of saying, um, I'm not forgetting what you're bringing up. We just need to cover this topic first, and then we'll get to that. So it's a great way. And again, uh, another good visual of coming back around to something. So that's, uh, that's it's a really good one. So Paige and I just went through some of these that are very common that you might hear in the office, especially in, in a United States uh, working environment. So there are many, many more that we could cover. So please feel free to go online and check out some of those and maybe even try to use some of them if you're in this kind of a situation or at least understand what's being said if you're working with people that use these. So listeners, as we mentioned earlier, if you get lost, go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.cl. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos officially has over 100 episodes, and we are among the top podcasts in Chile, and that's thanks to you. But we're always working to grow our audience, so make sure to rate, review, and share us.